Hello and welcome to episode 222 of That King Thing, gaming podcast hosted by us, the King Brothers. I am your host and the eldest sibling, Thomas, and I am joined by middle sibling Joshua the Dynamic Stereo, as it says on his name. <laughs> yes. Hello, everyone. Uh, with fluffy hair. Yes, it is. Fl- fluffy bunny hair. For those that don't realise his Twitch name is Fluffy Bunny Poo. Everything's Fluffy Bunny Poo. This is Fluffy Bunny Well, Alright, yeah. I was trying to promote your Twitch channel for you, bro. Wow, Joshua. Come on. Come on. Don't rock up for a week and then he's here. Says Mr. Al Anthony Fern intro. Hey, I'm back when I needed to be, though, bitch. Um... James is the little one. He's down here. Somewhere. Yo, I'm always here. Somewhere. When I'm apart from when I'm not here, <laughs> it's hard to point. <laughs> you. Um, yeah, that's us. Um, <laughs> this week, <laughs> this week's episode's one of those slightly different ones. One of those new formats we've been doing a little bit lately, where we sort of take a topic and give it a bit of a debate, discuss it, maybe bounce some ideas around with chat and stuff because people are here um so we'll do that we've got plenty of messages from people as well on the same topic so we've got stuff yeah. to go through there is a little bit of news to do first so we should do some news for this week there's not much but we'll go quickly go across a couple of things and then we can crack in with the rest of the stuff yeah news well done, James. Thank you. It's um, actually on time. Yeah, the, the timing was impeccable. Brother. Thank you. Uh, right, so, news. Uh, as of today, like right now, today, Fall Guys is officially the most successful PS Plus title ever. <laughs> how's, how's that for success? Like, that is the most successful PS Plus game that they've given away. I'm really surprised by that, but I also I also fully get it. Do you think yeah, it could end I, up winning Game of the Year? Is there enough to it for it to win is Game it of the Year? Essentially, because Fortnite had it. Um, is it I'm, is it classed as like a, a no? Miniature game I don't. Or I don't think. Well, in indie games, about who makes it though, isn't it? Not yeah. how big it is. I can't remember but who makes it. That's all. It's Revolver, isn't it? It's Revolver Digital, oh, yeah. and see, I'd say it's not an independent. Because yeah. I forgot who the studio is behind it, but it's published by Revolver Digital, and they're a proper publisher. So yeah. I'd say no, it's not an indie game. I think um, it's worth, worth some awards. I think it's, I think it will definitely something. win stuff. I don't yeah. know if it would be game of the year. The thing the thing to do is see how upcoming seasons go. Okay. If it's if it's still because come on, let's put it this way: people had like Apex, they had. Oh, go on, what was the other one? There's another one. I've already forgotten it. Can't what other one? <laughs> no, I'm sure there was another, like, Fortnite killer other than Apex. Can't remember. I can't See, look, remember. that's how crap it is. <laughs> my, my, general point, my general point is, like, sometimes things hit real big and yeah, take off. It's off. whether they maintain that. And like, Apex has, has spiralled out. I, I think Apex has, Apex has dropped off completely. Yeah. That's EA's fault, um, though. 
Valorant. I guess that's another one Ghost Steel's mentioned in chat. It's not really Battle Royale, but it's one of those that peaked really high because there's a massive interest in it. And now that kind of aura of mystery about it's gone, it's kind of leveled back out again. Yeah. Or dropped and leveled, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of the big streamers still play it, a lot of the big FPS guys. But it, it's essentially Counter-Strike meets Overwatch, more or less. Like, it's Counter-Strike with hero ca- characters instead of just flat characters. Yeah. So, it's got a, a, a sort of a... It can cross over into multiple audiences, I guess, because of that. So... Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see how well this... Um, the Fall Guys game is doing generally. On like on top of that, seven million copies now on Steam. Mm. Seven million. So that's seven million that's on Steam plus how, whatever the numbers are for PS Plus. I'd be interested to see what those numbers are for PS Plus. I've not got them in the thing. It literally just says it was official PlayStation as well that tweeted it. Where's it? What does it say? Here it is. Um, it says as of today, Fall Guys is the most downloaded PS Plus game of all time on a global basis. Come black. Oh, congrats to Media Tonic. There you go. Mediatonic is the dev. It's crazy how, um, how doing much it for England. It. The British. Woo. Are they? Yeah. Oh, Mediatonic are. That's so. quite cool. Never knew that. Yeah. Revolver Digital aren't there. They American. can only make more money off it as well if they start porting it as well. Oh, yeah. the interest is, is that well, big now? Yeah. So if it got ported, it would get snapped up by everyone on the, that the problem, console. The problem is is that they didn't foresee the explosion yeah. that it would be on console. Well, in general, because they've they've had Sony come up to them and essentially go, here's a timed exclusivity deal or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, And to be fair, if you got a fa- what was originally meant to be a, a fairly small-time game... If Sony come up to you and go, we'll pay you like a million dollars for exclusivity on that, and yeah. you in their position at that time, you're gonna say, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll take that, yeah. <laughs> like because that is probably worth more to you than the trend, than the sales that you lose mm. in in their forecasts yeah, in, in that in their original in forecast. That's the thing to bear in mind. But now, look where it like, is now, in hindsight, they're like, fuck, it's <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> shit. Yeah, but. Maybe not, because they know they've got more revenue waiting for them when that exclusivity deal ends. Providing so, that, so, providing the peak doesn't drop too much yeah, when that yeah. exclusivity ends. Like, bear in mind, let, let's think PUBG, right? I don't know exactly how successful PUBG is on PlayStation, but who really talks about PUBG on PlayStation? Who really talks about PUBG because anymore? Pub, well, yeah, <laughs> that, but that's my point. Like, PUBG went skyrocketed on PC. Yeah. As it was, as it was still high, Xbox managed to get hold of it, yeah. but exclusivity it, and they kept it while it was still riding fairly well. Then, as it's dipped off more and more and more, PlayStation have finally got it, and it's at the point now where next month for September it's going to be a PlayStation Plus game. Yeah. So I would say it's not doing all that good on PlayStation. Yeah. Because there's, there's there's two reasons there's two reasons a game ends up on PlayStation Plus. It's not really selling anymore, and they want to kind of push, push it as a promotion. Yeah. Or, or it's, brand new. it's an exclusive that they want to rein people in with to do yeah. in-game purchase and stuff, and well, DLC yeah, purchase and so yeah. on. I would imagine a lot of PS Plus subscriptions got renewed or started fresh because of Four Guys. So PlayStation exactly. have made their money. How many people have gone and renewed PS Plus just to get Four Guys and try it? Yeah. Bet a lot. I'll bet a lot. So. Yeah, 
And to be fair, I think the same would apply like if Xbox had managed to get it and it was in Game Pass or something. Yeah. I think a lot of people would have subbed up for that. See, that's where Microsoft have missed out on this because they'd have put it in Game Pass. They could have potentially got it on PC and on console. Mm, true. In Game Pass. They could have made a killing on Game Pass for that. But Game Pass is a loss leader, isn't it? I've said this all the time. People seem surprised when Microsoft say things like, well, Game Pass doesn't really make us any money. Like it's not it's not technically it's not supposed to. No. It's it's designed to get you in the ecosystem and and buy they're buying other things from them because you're in that that ecosystem of products, I guess. Yeah. Um just on chat, Trick saying I still wish I could change my name in it. In Fall Guys, do you want to know the the interesting reason that you can't um you can't change your name? No, no, the reason you can't change your name in PC version of Fall Guys is because people were putting content into their Steam usernames and they were um, using that to essentially put stuff in the names that shouldn't be in the names, stylizing the names um, and making them ridiculously big and coloured yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And also they were managing to get all the premium currency from in the game that you'd normally have to earn or buy. So do you... Um, but they're essentially I've putting not, script in the names. I've not so. played it, so if I bought it on Steam now, is it my Steam username or do I make it? No, it will. It will event. No, it will eventually go back to being your Steam username. It was originally your Steam username when it first launched, but right. people found that if you put certain things in your Steam username and then loaded Fall Guys, it I executed it like it's essentially it's injection. Like, I deal with it on a daily basis from a web point of view. So, for example, if you went on a form and as your first name, you put, like, um, semicolon, drop table users, semicolon, and I don't injection check that, you could essentially just delete my database of users. Okay. Because I, instead instead of instead of injecting injection protection against that, I've let it run. That's essentially what was happening with Steam usernames. They were letting the code through and letting it run, <laughs> and it was <laughs> people were abusing it, obviously, as you do. It reminded me a little bit of when we used to in Call of Duty. If you put certain things in your names, you could make them flash and make them all colourful. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that, but then it got malicious, and I was like, "Oh no!" So that's the reason you can't change your name at the minute, tricks, and answer that question in chat. Uh, so I'd imagine it will change at some point soon once they fix that bug. Uh, Anthos, thank you for the gift sub. Um, it won't go off properly um, because we're doing the podcast, but it's there. So thank you. Um, okay, uh, in Apple versus Epic, this is fun. Now. Round one. Um, <laughs> round one. What, so, <laughs> so this is essentially the the ruling to do with um, Apple. Obviously, took Fortnite off the mobile store as yeah. did Google. Because of this microtransactions thing we were talking about last week, um, the other threat was to take down Unreal Engine and some of the developer tools, Epic's developer tools. Um, and there was a hearing, and essentially the outcome of that, I will kind of summarise my own notes here. So, a High Court judge has basically ruled that Apple um, they cannot ban or remove the developer tools such as Unreal Engine and the account that runs them. The reason being is because it's under um, Epic Games International, not 
Epic Incorporated. Oh no, sorry, Ep- it's Epic International, not Epic Games Incorporated. That's the right. difference. So, so it's a different company, officially. a different mm-hmm. account. Which yeah. the second account has not breached any rules or breached any contracts with Apple. So yeah. therefore, the High Court have said you cannot ban or suspend anything to do with that account, such as the developer tools. Not only for that reason, but um, but also because it's detrimental to uninvolved third parties and essentially the the mobile gaming system as a whole. Yeah, and that that's that's what the high court have basically said. So there's there's like an injunction against that. They can't ban anything that's to do with that arm of the company, but they've said they're well within the rights to take Fortnite down. So Fortnite is still off it and will remain. The next hearing is the twenty fourth of September, I think I said. Mm, I think that's what I put in my notes. I don't know if that's right or not because I can't remember yeah. now. But um, there's basically another hearing towards the end of September. Did you and see a few days? That's ago. when the the rest, the actual. That's essentially when the actual head-to-head of what's going on will happen. Yeah, did you so. see a few days ago that Microsoft are fully back in Epic and have provided, uh, is it tes- testimony in court, to back Epic's Who line. was this? Sorry, say this again. Microsoft are f- fully back in Epic's side of the argument Well, I mean, against <laughs> Apple. <laughs> let, let, let's put let's put it this way. Microsoft will do that. Even if Microsoft yeah, don't wholly agree with what Epic are doing, it's against Microsoft Apple. will do it. There's two there's two reasons Microsoft will do it. Yes, one is against Apple, yeah. who's their biggest competitor when it comes to the the like PC general world. PC market. Yeah. Um and then two, they've got ties to Epic. So even though Epic left Microsoft Studios, they didn't necessarily leave on bad terms. So there probably is still decent ties between the two companies. Oh, yeah, and, and obviously they're backing up their own games as well, which will use Unreal Engine. And yeah, stuff exactly. As well, there, so. There's plenty of stuff on Microsoft. Microsoft were actually cited in that. I've not got the exact thing anymore. I'd, I did have a link to it. I was going to click it then, but I've not copied it. On, on, a, on a side note, I just tapped into the App Store uh, Fortnite mm. see what came yeah. up, see if anyone had tried to, you know, like make a, make a replica type thing of a, a Battle Royale and Tried to rip it off, but of course they have. Realm Royale and stuff like that. Realm Royale is actually good though. I'm just. I don't know if it still is. It was good when me and James used to play it. There's there's things like this: how to draw Fortnite. (laughs) (laughs) What an app! How much is that? How much is that bad boy? It's free. It's got in-app purchases. It's free. There's an app called Where We Drop In. Where we drop? How does that work? What does that do? Um, Fortnite companion spot. app. Um, it picks. Yeah, it does, it, <laughs> Josh has nailed it. It, it picks a spot. Really? That, so what oh. you do is so you, link you, you open the app and the app just goes so those, drop, drop there, there and you, yeah. you go to where it says. It's, yeah. it's for those indecisive groups like you pick this time. No, you pick. No, you I pick. Mean, okay, no, I mean like. I do I do find in games like that I have habitual places like I used to like going to farm um and whatever else is on that like east side of um Vadesk. I used to like going you know that cuz it's oh, yeah, quite the lum- spa- the lumber, lumber mill side. lumber mill yeah, and farm yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, the reason I used to like it is cuz there's a lot of buildings but it's quite open as well at the same yeah. time yeah. so if somebody's coming at you you've got quite a lot of room to be able to see him it's not as congested yeah. as if you've got and the buildings you've got the best a lot of people yeah and a lot yeah. of people don't go that way that often because they'd rather go to the highly dense stuff because they think it's going to yield better results so, so I used to go that way a lot 
What's that? Emote challenge for Fortnite. What do you do? <laughs> oh my god, you got to do the emotes in real life. Yeah, so it's the dance. Oh, oh that'd make a good. That'd emotes. make a good Twitch thing. That you know. That'd make a good like, drinking game. That would. That's drink, what drinking I games. Drinking games. But it make a good Twitch thing, like for channel points. So if someone spends enough channel points, you spin the Fortnite dance replicator. Then you gotta stand up and do you the gotta, dance. Gotta do <laughs> some flossing. Idea there, bro. <laughs> Can any of you two oh. floss? I, I've never even tried. I've never James. even tried. Do you know I why know. I've not tried? Because I'm not six years old. <laughs> yeah, but the everyone... only people I've ever seen floss are six-year-olds and ninja. Yeah, but and comedians that have tried it. Surely you've just been stood in your kitchen one time and been nope. like, "How do you even do it?" I've never been tempted to even try to floss. I've, I don't. I've know seen children that can't do it and think they're doing it well. <laughs> That's funny. I, I did. I did actually see a kid doing it on the street once, and he was fucking <laughs> insanely good at it. I don't know why he was doing it. He was literally weird, just sitting on the street outside his shop going for it. And I was like, he's pretty good at that. <laughs> <laughs> There's like no reason for him to be doing it, but he was pretty good at it. Um, the last thing for this week is um, there was an announcement today of um, a Witcher game coming to mobile which looks pretty cool it's I, it's pokemon go but with witcher monsters basically it's like an augmented reality location based thing I've got but i like it. i like the way they announced it with the trailer i'm not gonna lie i like the trailer the the witcher side of it might pull a lot of people in but the the only one that's ever real being big is pokemon go there's been the harry potter one there's been the Minecraft oh, i know one. i know it's it's hard for a game like that to actually be bigger than Pokemon Go is. We all know that, like that. We all know that it might not have the greatest success because yeah. people don't really play be games like that for very long. But it'd be cool to see. Yeah. If you watch the trailer, it's pretty cool because it's like this guy walking through the woods with his dog, and <laughs> Griffin the, <comes> the, <laughs> the dog. No, well, no, the dog starts like barking into the trees, and he look, he's like looking all confused, and his phone starts buzzing. <laughs> and you like because if you didn't know it was a trailer for The Witcher, it'd be quite like you'd think it was like a weird movie or something. Um, but his phone starts buzzing, and then he picks up his phone and like points it at where the dog's barking. There's nothing there, and then the thing so comes up on the app, and then <laughs> it's a, all the Witcher music starts. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a pretty cool trailer as far as trailers go. After we've done the show, I'll uh, I'll I'll play it in uh, stream. I've actually got a bit of news. Go on then, quickly before we bit. move on. So in Warzone at the minute. I don't know how mm. you do it. I just quit the sort of video of it before we start recording, so I don't know the full details of it. Um, mm-hmm. But there is a uh, Call of Duty reveal for the Cold War. Yes, I've seen the reveal. Within uh, quick, Warzone. quick bit of news for that afterwards, actually, as well. Go on, you do your bit. Um, so you've got to complete missions and tasks within Warzone. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how you set it off or anything like that. You've got you to do four so tasks. So they've got a pre-patch, then? They must have, yeah. um, and then you get you go to a certain location that you get sent to, and Woods from Black Ops is there. It gives you a gun, and then you got to wait a certain amount of time around that area, and then numbers start playing. You respawn back in in an empty map. You got to run towards stadium, and as you're running towards stadium, all these like. Um, Aircraft from like that sort of era flying over, dropping bombs, etc. And you're running straight towards stadium, and words are like flashing up, like quotes and stuff like that. You get to the stadium, and it cuts to like the obvious, the the like reveal of it. It's quite cool, to be fair. Is it is it confirmed that, or is that just rumor suspicion? I've wa- I watched it happen. I watched someone. Oh right, stream. fine. Okay, yeah. okay. So you've 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 seen the match. You see someone actually do it. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm getting at. Yeah. 
Right, that's fine then. I was just wondering because um, we'll see if we can give it a go to attempt later. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a look yeah, at yeah. it. And, uh, yeah, I'll look at what the missions are. We can always try and do it. Yeah. Everyone's going to be trying to do it though. You know that, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's going to be worse than those fucking phones. <laughs> um, yeah, the other quick bit of news of that is right. You know the original reveal, the the proper official reveal trailer for mm-hmm. Cold yeah. War. Um, it. It's it's with like a two minute thing, and it was like the whole thing about the the Russian sleeper agent, or sorry, the secret agent that was yeah. allegedly in the U.S. after the Cold War. Mm-hmm. Well, it was it was doing that whole like, this is what will happen. Like um, there'll be civil unrest, da, 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 and it had all those clips, didn't it, from like different things during the eighties and, and whatever that happened yeah. after after all that. Well, there was originally a very, very tiny clip of um, Tiananmen Square, like the, the essentially the, the riots that happened in China in the 80s, 80, 80, 89, something like that. And the video as a whole, as a whole, the trailer got banned in China because of that clip. That one is literally like a frame, well, three frames of the students like attacking a, an armoured truck yeah. during the riots. So in China, that the whole trailer got banned because of that. So then Activision have re-clipped the trailer, and it's only a minute long now, and that's the only one you'll find unless you go to GameSpot or IGN. They're two of the only places that have got the original one up. And is so that because they've got a new story about it getting banned? No, that's, because, that's just because they've got the actual hard copy of the original. It's, and they've it's... put it up, and they've just chosen not to take it down. So Activision have globally censored the the trailer based off this China ban. It's... But then everyone's been pointing out the fact that well, Tencent have got like a a small a small percentage, but it's a significant percentage within Activision. Yeah, I think it's it's, it's something like ten percent of Activision owned by Tencent. It's it's and crazy. So how, they, they could um... quite easily be turning around and saying, "Take it down everywhere." <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how sensitive people are these days, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's, cra- it's, the- it's crazy how um, a quite dictatorship government is ruling world media there yeah. by saying, "Well, they're saying you can't show it here," but then a Chinese corporation has then got involved and, as, as, assumedly, we're not saying that's actually happened, but allegedly, like people are saying, because Tencent are Chinese and they'll obviously side with that. They're basically saying don't you'd show think, it anywhere. You'd think, though, when you're making a game such as COD that has real-life events spun into it and it's telling a story from a certain time that happened, etc., there's got to be a certain thing that they follow to make sure but that there's nothing That's the whole point. There it's, is. The whole, it's the whole denial of the history of what exactly, happened. Exactly, yeah. yeah. They, they, are, they don't, want, they don't they like the proof history. that it exists. Yeah, yeah they, they don't want people to see that again to remind that's, them what happened then. Even that, though it's history and you can't change history, yeah. they're trying. That's to... why the pretty much the only thing you see of those riots and stuff is the the guy stood in Tiananmen yeah. Square trying to stop the tank because it was so <laughs> fucking else, nothing else exists. because yeah. China just tried to get rid of it. <laughs> like they'll do what they can to a lot cover more up. And a lot it happened. Probably happened than that video. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But we've not seen it. Yeah. So. Just an interesting, like, food for thought thing about what Tencent's input into Activision may be doing. <laughs> so, anyway, let's get on to the actual topic. That That's, there we go, government-controlled media. That's another one for another <laughs> episode, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, 
so this week's topic, the actual topic up for debate, is it's to do essentially um, paid beta games, early access games, game preview games. Essentially, you are paying to pay to play, sorry, an unfinished game and test test it instead of it being sent to actual beta testing to be tested correctly. So the key points of this are, I'm going to read them from up here, we want to cover the good sides, the bad sides, should they even exist, and if they should exist, does anything need to change about them? So James looks like he's very keen to say something about this, so I'm going to let James say I purchased We Happy Few on an early access. (laughs) Right, listen. I knew this. I knew this. Hear me out. Hear me out. So I purchased it on early access. Not even kidding. Brilliant game. Couldn't wait for it to come out. I was like, this game is fucking brilliant. They released it, and it was a pile of shit. Mm. Me done. Sin a bit. Yeah, but (laughs) were, were all those good bits still in it? No. So they completely they changed, changed it completely. It. So what what had happened is is they made a brilliant beta game that wasn't actually buggy. Few little things here and there wouldn't have taken much to fix, and you could only progress so far in the in the story. Um, but it was great because there was loads to do. Like it, it was a beta that actually took up a lot of your time, and then they released the game. The missions were sort of similar, but everywhere else was different. And they completely fucked it up. So what is the point in actually putting a beta out there that worked, that people liked, etc. And then just thinking, fuck it, we'll just wipe all that shit. People have paid for it, who gives a fuck, and we'll just put that out instead. So what you're essentially doing is saying that they changed the game too much between beta and release. Yeah, but in what, a bad way. What was the in point in the beta if they didn't take any feedback on board? Because... Did you submit any feedback out of interest? No. Were you given an easy way to submit feedback? No. There you go then. There's your problem straight away. I just bought a game so, on the store and that was it. So I'm I'm I've got three different angles I can come at this from. Me one, too, I think. One is actually being part of a game preview programme where you buy the game at a cheaper than the going rate price yeah. in order to, to play it. Expect bugs. Um but you're essentially there to test the game. You've paid less than the full price, books. but then when the game releases, you get a copy of it, and you don't have to pay the extra thirty, yeah. forty, whatever it is to yeah. to unlock the full game. You just get it. So I've had that. I've had being paid to be an actual beta tester, as in the traditional way of doing it, where a select number of people are actually beta testing a game and being paid to do it. And then I've also been on the side of, for example, Sea of Thieves, where I beta and alpha tested that pretty much from the get-go, where it was, I remember that being like nothing. Like, you got on a ship and just sailed around, pretty much. Yeah. There was like nothing to do. And then they added the treasure maps, and then they added the skeleton. And so, and it, you know, you, you built it up. And, then, and that was obviously a feedback process. But that wasn't, that I didn't have to pay to be in that. It was just that that was, you applied and you either got in or you didn't, or you got there eventually. Yeah. And that was always the case with that. And that's how the beta tested. So I've, there's, there's three sides to it there. One I would say is all right if done correctly. One I would say is very much, very much appropriate and a good way to do things. And the other I would say has its merits, but doesn't always present the best. So, 
how do we want to attack this? <laughs> I I've got no issue with with paying a smaller fee to to test it out to expect the bugs etc and then getting a full copy of the release game I've got no issue with yeah. that at all because... I've, I've possibly got a slightly different angle where obviously I worked for a game publisher and I played them yeah. well before they were even alpha Yeah, you're, like you're... so I've, I've done it as part of a job which is essentially the thing that I Which was doing. I was, I was being doing, paid but, to alpha and beta test yeah, things, but, but I, not, I was not in, I was the in same house. way. I was, yeah. I was the producer's tester yeah. for the game that will have been getting tested at their developers. So me, me and well. you have got, I would say, extensive experience in actual yeah. beta testing and, and alpha testing. giving proper feedback to actually have Correct. it sent back with the changes I suggested to test so, those changes. Correct me on if anything is different for you here on this, but in order to have actually beta tested something, as in actually done it, yeah. what you find with a real beta test, not this pay 20 quid and you can get the game early thing, what you find with an actual beta test is you are given a very distinct scenario, like a particular yes. game mode, a particular level, yeah. whatever it may be. You get a list of known bugs of... These are things we already know about. Don't report them because we've already got them. Yeah, They've got a list of unknowns, as in we don't know what happens in the following scenarios. Go yeah. do them. Yeah. And then you get a general just do what you want. And, and you, you, you've essentially yeah. got a regimented thing. So yeah. when I used the beta test, I used to beta test a lot of multiplayer games, and it was to do with the multiplayer, um, like, PvP element, whatever the, the player versus player interaction. Yeah. So I remember beta testing games, and the 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 thing was, it's like right, the following six people are team A, the following six people are team B. Um, you need to communicate with your own team in game using whichever method you prefer, whether it's voice comms, whatever whatever the options are. And we want you to use the cer- these certain weapons. We want you to do what you want with them, but you need to use the, these specific weapons. Uh, we want you to ex- specifically try these specific things and then report anything general that you see. Yeah. And and then after that game was over, you had like a essentially a ten minute window, which was submit your feedback from test A, test B, test C, anything else you found. That's beta testing. Yeah. And alpha testing. Yeah. That and that doesn't happen when you get. And I I think personally, because of my experience with that, I would say. This is why paid alphas and paid betas and stuff like that are a bad thing. Because if a game doesn't go through a rigorous process like that and only goes through a paid access version, you're not getting the adequate feedback that you need. And there's a very big difference to testing like that in-house and testing like that on the general public. Because I know this from my own job as a web development. like I'm a technical director for a business. So I, I know about testing. And the one thing that you will always find is the second you put something into the hands of the customer, the end user, they will find a way to do something differently to how you've tested yeah. it yeah. because they don't know the exact ins and outs. It's like it's... in your head as as the developer, you you know, if I do A, B is going to happen. But if I then if I do A in if I do A point two, I don't know what's going to happen because I, I know that I shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. So you've never well, that, actually tested if, that inevitability. If you are a de- developer of any kind, you you can look at the game and be like, I know how they made that, so I can possibly do this. 
or I yeah. can possibly manipulate it in this way. Maybe if I do I mean, this in the game, it will change something that lets me through that wall. Come on, or let's, so on. We've already talked about something tonight. Fall Guys and the username in Steam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that that clearly didn't go through Alpha or Beta in yeah. in that sense, or it went through internal ones. It didn't go through but, anything external. But the people inside testing it originally wouldn't have thought to do that because they just exactly thought, I'll put my name in because that's my name <laughs> yeah, box because it's asking for my yeah. name. They're not going to think, "Ooh, can I get some free currency?" Because they're not the something. end user. Can I can I do something to cheat here? Because I want to cheat. That's what people do, and that's how people find things. This, yeah, and th- this is this is the thing. Like, it's not necessarily shitting on paid beta. It, I think there's a difference between early access and paid beta. And there is, and it shouldn't. I think be, it, it shouldn't be a game preview. It should be. It should be called something else because you're just giving ideas and well, feedback. You're not testing it. There is there people is a stage. Don't test it. There is a stage between beta and full release, and I can't think what the proper term is for it right now because we don't really use it. But essentially, alpha should be in-house, mm-hmm. and it should be then extended out to paid external testers. That's that's what that's what should be being done. And then beta, I don't have a problem with. If you, I don't necessarily have a problem with if you pre-order the game, you can play a beta. But what needs to be happening in those scenarios, in my opinion, is an actual feedback process. Because not enough games have a, this is a beta, and you literally just hit start, press a button, and you, you're in a feedback form. Yeah. So if you have it, when it's, when it's a live game, I think it's less necessary. It's still be useful, but it's a lot less necessary. Um, whereas... When you're playing alphas and betas, you need that facility yeah. to be able to to gather that information. Otherwise, you've got nothing to work on. And I think James's example is potentially a good one where there's some really good thing. And this is the other thing as well is people, when testing, don't necessarily give good feedback. They only give bad feedback. Yeah. So in James's scenario, nobody's saying... These bits are amazing. I, you know, I can't wait for these to be in the end game. That's how, my other example. That's how Sea of Thieves worked. See if yeah. the rare would put something into Sea of Thieves for the beta testers. They would go play it, and the feedback would be you'd you would have to go through the good and the bad side. So the good would be these treasure maps are amazing. We love the idea that there's a riddle in it. Um, you know, it gives us something new to do. However, the fact that it's just one line and once you've worked out that line is it's too simple like it's too easy. We want yeah. something a little more complicated. As a result, you end up with the treasure maps that we now have in Sea of Thieves, which is there's a riddle which basically says go to this island. You arrive at that island, it reveals another part of the riddle to you and says, "Now you're here, look for, you know, the I don't know, the the rock of the skull or the skull rock, whatever. Yeah. You find it and it's like, when you're there, hold this map to it and you hold yeah. it up and then it reveals the next bit. And there's more to it. But that came from having a proper feedback system within yeah. the beta of yeah. here, here, is what we, here is what everyone was finding good, here is what everyone was finding bad. And they've gone, right, so people really like these but we, they need to be more progressive. Like There needs to be more content within that thing. Let's do this and then they release that update and everyone's like boom this is exactly what we wanted but you got that good feedback alongside the bad feedback and you need both 
have the constructive criticism side of it. Correct. Because if it does, if it doesn't, it is just oh, we'll take that out then. Yeah. And then but thousands of people who enjoyed that are now missing out on content like James's scenario. James really enjoyed is... what he played, but it might have been changed or taken out because another few thousand complained of, about it without giving any good feedback about the same subject. And I know what you're saying, but people can't complain about that entire game because that wasn't the same game that I played. <laughs> they were two different but that's, games. that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. what what has gone on in that process? They've either just not listened to anything or nobody's been able to provide feedback for it. Yeah. I because... literally you know if you know if say for example I didn't use Twitter, I didn't use Facebook, and I just played games. Mm-hmm. I, I was Joshua. Let's say I was Joshua, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I saw on the store, oh, we have a few beer. We'll give that a go. Install, paid for it, installed it, etc. Played it. Literally on all of the loading up, etc. And things like that. There's there's thank yous to like Kickstarters and, and etc. And things like that. But there's nowhere at all on the game that says like. Oh, are you enjoying our game? Leave us feedback here, or send mm. us a message here, or anything so you, like that. There's, there was nothing. See, I know, I know that it's obvious that's a mainly console game anyway, and we have a few. Was was the preview only on console, or did it do it on PC as well? I could, it were about three, four years ago. I couldn't tell you. Because I know that you beta tested on PC, didn't you, for Sea of Thieves, Thomas? I did both. I played both. Was the feedback in the game or was it outside exterior to the game on a web page well see the the main thing with sea of thieves was in order to even get accepted you needed to be on the forums full yeah. stop yeah you needed you, to be on the forums you, you and it wasn't it wasn't preview was it it was invited to it was beta. it was an actual yeah. beta invite it was yeah. it was essentially beta Selective, testing yeah. without being paid for it but yeah. You also weren't registered. So, the, the big difference between when I was paid to beta test games on a regular basis and when I what I did with Sea of Thieves, the big difference between them is there was more. Essentially, you were free to do whatever you wanted in Sea of Thieves. The paid beta testing, the reason you were being paid for it is because you were doing a regimented process and like properly, like bug exploiting and exploring like your sole purpose was to find as many bugs as possible and do whatever you thought might bring that bring them about and that was the whole point of that which is why you were being paid to do it because your time was actually valuable in that sense with sea of thieves it was a, a like a i don't have to pay anything to do it they don't they're not paying me but what's ultimately happening is you have to be part of the forum to be able to provide feedback um that was that was the one like yeah. golden rule like you won't get in if you're not registered on the forum, and then but but the freedom was when the update comes out you can go do whatever you want you don't have to do a regimented thing so some people would like go test a new feature that's been listed other people might go test another some people might just sail around aimlessly and do nothing in particular yeah. but you'd but the whole point was. You would always come back. The, the idea was you would always come back to the forum, and you would you would essentially join that week's beta push topic, and you would say, "Oh, I tested this new feature. This was really good. This was really bad. Or this is broken. This is this yeah. is amazing. Whatever whatever it was, good or bad." And you could obviously ultimately start your own thread within that patch. 
So you would go to the patches thread and you would start your own thread with inside it um, and you would be able to have... And obviously they had like a little upvote, downvote kind of system or whatever. Maybe it might not have had downvotes, actually. It might have only been upvotes. But essentially if something was a good idea, people would upvote it. Yeah. And the the, the good ideas... or Yeah, the good posts would float to the top. So somebody who'd done an extensive, oh, I've tried the new skeleton fort. This is really good, but this is unbalanced, blah, 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 all, all this stuff. Yeah. If everyone was like, that, that guy's nailed it, he's, like, they've said exactly what I, I wanted to say, boom, upvote, and they float the way to the top. Yeah. Now, that what that means is it's, it's democratic in a way. It's, there's, a demo, there's a democracy to it, I guess, in the fact that if you make a good decision and the, the rest of the community agrees with that, Consensus, they will vote you it, vote you up to the top. Yeah. If you're making a bit of a wild statement that is pretty much you don't like it, but most people don't agree with you, you're not going to get those votes, so you're not going to end yeah. up at the top. And that's generally how that kind of process worked. Yeah. But that's the thing is, I think that this is why Sea of Thieves was a little bit. Um, this is why it had a little bit of a rough launch because. And this is not because of the way it was tested. I think it's because a lot of us had spent a year or two building this game with them, essentially, over a long period of time mm-hmm. to the point where what the final game had in it felt like quite a lot to us. Because when we all started, you got in a boat and you sailed around in circles and that was it. There was, there was nothing. Yeah. And it expanded to the point where you'd got this whole system with like 50 levels to to like that was a lot of content to us but then the general public <laughs> were getting hold of it and it was uh, oh there's nothing to do it's really repetitive yeah i like well i but guess it is tester, repetitive but what else do you want to do that's what beta testing is so you were used to that you were used yeah. to being given the, something new to go redo it and then do but, it again and again but that as is well what you're doing as a tester but as well that's the that's the drawback to these scenarios yeah. in the sense that you should really have a stage somewhere in the middle where it's a lot more open. Yeah. Because if that had suddenly become a lot more open with an, a different way to, to produce feedback, the newer... Because to be fair, I found myself defending the game. Like I, I found it... I found myself saying, well, I mean, there is content. People go, there's no content in there. It's like, well, there is content. It's just you don't think that there is. Which, Which is... I mean, they were, they were right and they were wrong. Because saying it had got no content was just like it wasn't that wasn't correct but to say there isn't enough content in this it feels like a grind was probably quite accurate but we'd been doing the same things for so long that we didn't particularly notice because of the nature of beta testing that is where i would say game preview lives when it's tested to work and it can be used by the public but there's not a whole lot to do in it and they want the opinion of more people, yeah. And and they want to start making money off it because it's a it's a it's a readily finishable project product. I it's think not finished yet, but it will be with the public's help and yeah. opinion. Bang it, bang it on your game pass. Bang it on early access. So yes. if you if you want it and you got game pass, you can get it. Yeah. Um, if you want it and you've not got game pass, you can. Sp- you can, you can spend a small preview, amount on it or something. Yeah. You can £25 um, buy it or whatever it is for a preview game now. But yeah. then it doesn't stay there forever because five or six updates down line with the public's 
input, they've got the content that they need and they can sell it for full price because they've got yeah. content and they can scrap game pre- preview oh. off of their logo, which no one seems to fucking do. Does that, does, uh, I mean, does... how, how, how long was Ark, Ark still in game preview? No, Ark, no. Ark, Ark, Ark did Ark's eventually go 1.0. Released well. Yeah, no, Ark did go 1.0. But there's, um, there's so many the, that aren't. There's a Dwarven Miners game or something. What's it called? It's on game preview mine. on the Xbox. Dwarven Mines? Dwarven Miners. I'm going um, to go find it now. But Little it, Digger. One sec, because... I'll find it, but it's been I-ho, I-ho. more than a year. I hope, I hope. No, not it's that. Up to it's it. We do. Spin. I will find it and show you. Seven men, one girl. <laughs> that's a different. Oh wait, type no, of that's game. that's a different dwarven related thing. <laughs> but yeah, like, like so. So the, the the point that we're saying here is, what Sea of Thieves wasn't necessarily a bad thing. However. Yeah. However, there was there was that thing missing in the middle, and I can't I genuinely can't remember how open it got. There was a point where it did open up a little bit, and it was like uh, there were like open play weekends where anyone could install the yeah. game and play because we did have them. Because I remember you two joined me and mm-hmm. played with me on it as some uh, on some of those weekends. Yeah. But I think it probably needed more of those. It needed more of those, but like things like the tutorial. The, I swear to you, there was no tutorial in that game. There was no tutorial in that game. That came from our feedback of like, we understand that you want people to work the game out for themselves. Yeah. We get that, but like that, you need something. Yeah. You need at least on-screen prompts for the controls, or at least to point them in the right direction. At the minute, you're just landing in a tavern, and you don't even you don't even know like. What, what you to do? What the purpose is? How to sail a is. ship? Nothing. Yeah, like, and the, galactic. The reason it was the reason it worked well is because, um, well, the reason it worked for us is because we'd been there since there was nothing. So every time something was added, we were told in in writing what it was and how it worked, yeah. and like nobody else. So yeah, it was intuitive to us that this thing now exists and that's how it works but for yeah. somebody stepping into it for the first time at full release they would, they would have never known what to do for shit yeah so I, I, I always struggled with that because I used to play a lot on my own and uh, yeah oh see thieves yeah and I never yeah. I never really understood what was fully going on I got the gist yeah. of it I didn't know how to sail a ship properly and like yeah. I, I kept fucking stuff up that was simple, and I'll play I mean, with other people, and they'd be like, "Oh no, you do this, or you do it like that, or you do." That. I mean, the thing is, like, um, with I, there's an element of discovery to it. Like, for example, learning to sail the ship was something that we did on our own, and I actually enjoyed that. Yeah, like, you know, like. Realizing, oh, this is how the wind, this is how the sails work. This is the wind mechanic. I can, I can see the wind, which helps. There's obviously a flag up there as well. Like you know, you've got these little things, and it was nice to try and work that out for yourself. I think, mm. but there is a point where not everybody playing is going to have that intuition. And I'm not saying people are thick. I'm just saying like some people don't think. Oh shit! There's there's like lines in the wind there showing me there's like a, there's like a wind. I don't even know what the word would be like. There's, there's like a. 
a motion you can see wind. Um, trail. There's, like, there's like a graphic it's of the motion trail. trail. Yeah, there's like yeah. a wind trail in the graphics, and not a lot of people. To this day, I play with people that play for the first time, and they don't realise about setting the sail. And I'll say, do you know if you look for that pattern, you can tell which way to point the sail. And they're like, oh shit, didn't even realise. Like, that's people to this day still don't yeah. notice that. Yeah. And it's it's a good thing and a bad thing. Like, it's nice that you've got to go on like a little bit of a discovery to work out how these things work. Because if you've got in a boat, no one's just suddenly <laughs> some guy doesn't pop up and tell you how to sail it. Exactly. Yeah. There's but a, there's a realism. There's, there's a line, isn't there? Like you, what, you need. Yeah. What, what they could have done, you know, the woman that's in the sea um, when you fall out your boat. The mermaid. Person. Yeah. Um, there, sh- there should have been like an option for her to pop up to prompt you what to do. Well, now there's something called a beginner's voyage, I think. Ah. And you can choose to load that. And what that basically does is it puts you on an island. And it's like, you're on this island. You're looking for some treasure. Here's a map. Here's how you open the map. Um, why don't you look for this, where this X might be on this little yeah. island that you're on? And it's like, oh, you found the X. Why don't you dig? <laughs> like, oh, you found some treasure. Why don't you go put it on your boat? Like, oh. Well done. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah, it essentially yeah. handholds you through yeah. a very basic yeah. mission of get on your boat, go somewhere, get some treasure, go back. Yeah. And then yeah. you're done. But then after that, you, you're on your own. So it teaches you the, the core basic principles of the game. But yeah. when did that Tri- get added? Uh, oof, I don't know. Full, full. Because <laughs> it weren't on so, release. It were no, it wasn't. It wasn't on release, release, but it wasn't long after full release. Yeah. But that again, that existed because of the feedback that we were giving people. Exactly, yeah. and then the general public got. Older, and then the general know public what to do, and yeah. said, "We need to know what to do." Game preview yeah. cycle. We need to know what to do. Give us a tutorial. They did it. That's <laughs> that's. Are- that's why it should have been previewed. Here's a good example. Trix has literally just said in chat, and I think she's being serious, where there's wind patterns. Yeah. And she, admittedly she's only played it a couple of times, but she's played it and didn't know until now, that until I've mentioned it on this, that you can actually see which direction the wind's yeah. blowing if you look up. Only works while you're on the boat because it, it does it across the sails. Yeah. It does it, like, at the sails. So it does, you can't see it anywhere, but... It's there whilst you're just in the sail to help you get it, but obviously you don't you don't need that because if you move the sail around, you know you can tell that you've caught the wind because it billows. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're getting really off topic here because we're talking about how Sea of Thieves works. We're not yeah. supposed to talk about that. <laughs> but but the thing that we've identified here is there's nothing wrong with that that kind of beta testing that they no, did. Got but proper. you've got to have some kind of larger release before. You pass it out to the general yeah, public, yeah. and you've game got to listen to them. Should not be beta or alpha game preview. Should uh, be agreed. Post-beta. Agreed, one hundred percent. What so, about what about the ones where it's a smaller company um, that rely on, say, that funding of people purchasing an early access beta? They should to offer then subscriptions. Uh, people to subscribe to beta test for free. What? You know, you what? sign. You so you pay, no. but you get it free. No, you you sign up on a website. Yeah. I want to beta test your game. Okay. okay, you can have that that access, but you have to do this for us, like what you did with Sea of Thieves. It's free. Yeah, but they get the help they need. No, but no, no, no. no, James, no. I'm, I'm is, saying, no. I'm James saying, talking about they use that money to fund the game. So, so like, um, Compulsion Games use Kickstarter to get people yeah. to, to yeah. put money into it 
and there's, there's companies out there that are obviously making games that aren't bringing money in yet because it could be the first game or something like that and they've got to release a version of it for people to purchase it to build up interest for um, the funding to keep coming in and to try and get more people interested in it and then a year maybe two down the line when they've had a lot of people test it purchase it etc they can then release a full game because they've had the funding to be able to complete it is what I'm saying but you see the di- the difference between that and well here's the thing like Game development is already a loss. It's a loss before you've even started. Because the amount of time and effort people have to put in mm-hmm. to make a game... For it to just be ripped it's... apart by people looking for problems. <laughs> but, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, the amount of time and money you have to put in, or the like, what it costs to get a game to the point where it's testable, um, I would, it, unless somebody's funded that, you've lost money. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. You're, in, you're in the red at that point. You You need some form of funding from an external source or internal if you've got that kind of money but you need to pay to get yeah. it to the point where so, it can make any kind of money so what james is saying how you. how does a smaller developer do that and generally speaking a smaller developer <laughs> like Astronaut. has has some kind of either um there's either seed money involved as in an initial fund yeah. or it's kickstarted as james has given as an example or you will get some that do it add to that part through the game preview system or early access or whatever you want to call it. And I think I think the thing is here, what we what we seem to be establishing is there needs to be a line drawn about at what point a consumer should be expected to pay for this access. Yes. This this is the key thing here is there needs to be a line drawn where the game you're only paying for the game essentially if it's it's quite close to releasable, but there are bugs and things to be expected. More. Like it's not fine tuned. Yeah, and I think that's the window you need to be in. Like for example, games that I've played where I've paid for early access. Early access. Are you on about um, game preview games? Game preview games yeah. and stuff like that. However you want to, however you want to address them. These aren't betas, by the way. This is a significant thing. These aren't paid betas. I think there's a difference between paid beta and game preview. Paid beta is paying to beta test, which is not on, in my opinion, but that's another thing. Game preview games have like turned out all right. Ark, that was a game preview game. Mm-hmm. When when we bought it on PC and we started playing it, yeah. all three of us, all yeah, three of us have played Steam, that. Yeah. And, and I bought it again on Xbox I, to do the same, the same thing on Xbox. Yeah. That was the birth of George. Arc. Yes, and then we had on DC but, Universe. But that game again was wasn't perfect. It had its bugs, no. but you could report you could report them. But it was a play. It was a it was a somewhat finished playable game. Yeah. You, you so could go that, in and you could get one. to the end of the game, which took you a good thirty yeah. or so hours to even get near. PUBG when it was on Xbox yes. was uh, technically a um, a game preview game. I don't know if it still is. It went one point didn't it? Be, it basically was game preview until it, it caught, caught up with the PC, up. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and once it went one point with where where the PC was, it was then officially released, yeah. and the price went up by like a tenner. Um, so there was that. That again, that was we expected bugs in that because it was a PC port coming to console, but you could report them quite easily from the menu system. 
mm-hmm. and then one of the other ones, dare I say it, is Fortnite. And the reason Fortnite screwed us all over is everybody who paid... This, this is where they're a we bad thing. Off. Yeah. This is where they're a bad thing. James's scenario and this scenario, I paid to be part of the Fortnite access. I didn't. And really, really enjoyed the single single player campaign. Well, not single player, the Save the World campaign, let's call it, because that's what they turned it into. Um, the... And then they basically just went, right, we're shutting this down to do this free-to-play Battle Royale because that's more popular. So, so what we actually paid for doesn't exist anymore. It's still there. And that is bullshit. It, yeah. That is bullshit. That's exactly the same problem that James has got. You can still play it, but what do they do to it? It's not Nothing. changed in two years. Nothing. It's not changed in two years. It's it's dumb. It's like that that is literally one that is that is going from one game that people liked etc to something completely different and exactly and and that's annoying because it ultimately everyone that bought that game on game previews essentially funded what it turned into yeah and the the, th- the thing and I'll is, never forgive myself for that ever epic <laughs> epic they've they'd recently left xbox right they were no longer a subsidiary of microsoft or whatever and i think was that like the first thing that they Released themselves. Um, I don't know if it was the first. It was. It was. It was the first thing that was, it was part of their public, publicly yeah, their like own, their own hit. published things. Yeah. But they're a big company. They should have had money to do that anyway. They shouldn't have been but, taking but money for the preview of the single player. They should have been able to finish the single player themselves. They it, have the it, funds. It, here's an example. If grounded. Yeah, goes from what it is now and suddenly becomes a completely different like battle royale fucking stupid game. Yeah, then that's the same thing happening again. Yeah, if grounded stopped being about building your little fort and finding your way to like essentially grow again, become grow big. again or whatever yeah. that that whole story, then that's redundant. And the 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 thing is, Barden, it's not the fact that you can't play the Save the World anymore. It's the fact that. It's had fuck all attention for it two get, years. Yeah, it gets, it's it had gets nothing. Very, very little, if not no. Like when when was the last time Epic said anything publicly like big about Save the World? That's no. what so many people it's, paid for, and, and, and it, it's that's when you're getting shit on as a as an early tester. Yeah. That's when you're getting um, shit on. A bit a bit different. It's kind of what we're talking about about different game modes, etc. But it's like FIFA. So FIFA always had okay. that iconic, um, like this is our new thing. They did the journey, and they did three seasons of that. Yeah, they yeah. done Volta, and everyone yeah. pumped for that. And they the starting they're doing Volta again, I think, for this one. But they've got the ultimate team. They've got the career mode. They've got the the player career mode where you just one person. Uh, they've got this iconic selling point thing that they yeah. always have, and they've got pro clubs. And they always and neglect pro clubs and career mode, and just focus on the things where you can spend money. Yeah, and yeah. like that, yeah. that it's like that mugs like people off. The ultimate He's... team every year is probably spectacular in comparison yeah. to the last one. Yeah, yeah, because it makes them pocket money every year. Yeah. But single time on, on a slight, on a slight flip side, though, they're not paying you to beta test those things. Yeah. They're, they're not asking you to pay to but beta test those things either, because they're a multi-million pound. Yeah, exactly. yeah company they, they don't, they don't need, need to no, exactly. and to be brutally honest epic didn't need to do a game on game preview no, no way and never never no have way, no needed how. to and never would need to they've got the expertise the staff and the money to do everything no themselves and they should not be asking for money 
they, their payday from stuff like Gears of War, they never needed anything I, like a game I preview system. the previews and betas should be classified for different earning levels of the developer. If a developer earns so little or is new, they have access to sell their game as preview and obviously get the testers out of that. Yeah, but then you, the with all, with all yeah, the but people would fiddle factions. that. Yeah, people would fiddle yeah. that. Yeah, they, Come on, they, we talk, look, look, I'll give you, I'll give you a sports example. Sports world example. Football, financial fair play or whatever it's called. What's it called now, James? Financial Economic sustainability or something. FFP. FFP, yeah, whatever it is. Essentially, if you don't make the money you spend on players and wages and salaries, then and you don't bring it in as it's a business, got to be you, you, you've got to be balanced, essentially. Yeah. Everybody fucking flaunts that rule. Everybody yeah. does. The NFL has player salary caps, but things like player... Um, a player like... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like sponsorships and stuff like mm-hmm. that, brand alignments. Stuff like that doesn't count. Certain bonuses and stuff don't count. So yeah. all that happens is... You pay a superstar player like a million a year, but then he earns fifty million a year so, in bonuses because yeah. it doesn't count. Like people will always find a way around yeah. shit like that, and all all your epics in this world will do a good well. At the end of the day, this is our earnings report. This is where it's actually going. We're sure. we're qualifying for this. Yeah. It, it, they'll find a way around it. But would it yeah. still I don't benefit think that's smaller developers, good enough. even if they flaunted the rules? Would it I still mean, benefit the little guy? I mean. Game, I think game I... preview, what if... See, I, I don't necessarily have a gripe with game preview in general. It's about at what point it's instigated, which we've already established. Yeah. It needs to be instigated after, after some form of controlled beta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a beta that you're paying to access. It should be something that's gone through some form of controlled beta, yes. whether it's through free access and group consensus like Sea of Thieves or whether it's like a traditional... Hardcore beta test. Yeah. I don't where, care where how, not... but it needs to have gone through that process before it's before anybody's expected to spend any money on it. You're you're not paying to beta test it. You're paying and giving your opinion to make it a game you yeah. love more. And and essentially, like you've got the exclusivity of the early access. Yeah, a lot of games will give you like some extra cosmetics or something like that, something yeah. to signify like you were founder. part of the originals. Yeah, like founder tags, yeah. that kind of thing. No problem with any of that, as long as you can a report things that you find and b you're actually listened to yeah. when when you report this. What's yeah. the what is the point in having that early access if somebody's going to turn around and like and like there's a mass consensus that a particular character is overpowered or a particular mission doesn't flow very well and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. What is the point in having that system if when somebody like when people give that feedback? They don't listen. Because what you then end up with is a situation like what James has described where you've got a bunch of people that have paid a lower amount for your game to gain early access. The finished product is nothing like it. The uproar of all those people who have gone, this game is fucking nothing like what we paid for. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, everybody's a bit on edge about, oh, do I really want to throw 40, 50, 60 pounds at this game if all these people are so pissed off that got it for 15? And you've you've suddenly shot yourselves in the foot essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, going back to the point that Josh made about the, the brackets for funding, etc., all that would cause the bigger companies to do is branch off. 
Oh yeah, that's yeah, another for, one. They, 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 they just they, yeah. I mean, yeah. look how Epic have got around the, the exactly. Unreal thing. Yeah, yeah, prime example. It's because it's under a subsidiary. Off. Yeah, and but they'll, they have done, that... they'll have done that with this, with this kind of not necessarily this exact scenario in mind, but it's a precautionary tactic. Like, I mean, again, coming from my own personal business experience, we have a product that's not actually related to our brand, our company directly the mudguards thing that we do which mm-hmm. you, you'll know about and some people that watch me know about it but the mudguards is its own company it's a completely separate company it's a separate entity the reason being is if that is ever if that ever runs into problems for whatever reason it doesn't come back to the main business and yeah. vice versa if the main business has a problem it doesn't financially or reputationally or anything affect the smaller business Mm-hmm. The only thing is, is that the same people work for both businesses. Yeah, yeah. Which is exactly exactly what Epic yeah. did, and that James has made a very good point. That is how the bigger developers would. Oh, it'd be like, oh, but it's it, it's it's Epic North who have done this yeah. this thing, and yeah, Epic North has only got ten employees, yeah, exactly. and he's only turning um, over one hundred thousand a year, and then and then and then like. Boom! The the ra- there you go, J- James as a non business owner and a non developer, not nothing to do with the industry whatsoever. James has already found a loophole to your system. I like, I like Varden's <laughs> thing, Russian, Russian nesting doll bullshit. Yeah, it's, well, it, it is, it is, yeah. and it isn't. Like there's there's definitely viable reasons to divide your company up, yeah. and there's there's things that are deemed like shady financial, whatever. And like greed or whatever, but there's also like there's benefit to that just, because it means that, that does development for different games in different parts of the world. But yeah, but they still have different companies for each one. Yeah, Rock, Rockstar North, Rockstar. I can't remember what they're all called now. <laughs> they've, they've got, they've all got different. <laughs> they, they, no, yeah, no, they have. They have got all got different names yeah, though. Yeah. Um, EA, Ubisoft, Ubisoft Montreal, EA Canada. Like they've all they've all got multiple business. Even Nintendo do it. Nintendo have an American yeah. brand and an American company, an American registered and legislated company. Because it falls, it ultimately, falls it's, benefit, it's better for them. It's more benefit for them. It falls massively back into the last topic of companies are just greedy as fuck. Like they will do whatever they can to get though. money in. Like. Maybe you need to see. Can you really legislate a game preview game? I mean, you can't even you can't even legislate. See, here's here's an example of a game that didn't go through beta or game preview or anything and turned out shit. Anthem. Like, yeah. would that game have been yeah. better if no. people had been able to pay twenty quid and play it early? No. Would that game cause... have been better if it had gone through open beta testing? I I think that. Part of James's branching off thing happened there, where EA were responsible for the hours those people worked, and mm. EA weren't responsible for how they were treated. But EA was the reason that the deadline wasn't met and that the problems happened there. Is is but, it not EA just getting involved in something too much though? Saying yeah, but yeah, we want you to focus this, and the core There's, game suffers as yeah. a consequence. There's too much. There's too much pressure on companies. I think as well. I think us as players demand that much and complain that much that there's 
an insane amount of pressure on companies, etc., to release a game at that standard. So the easiest way around it is, if I was in a position of a developer, I'd say, right, okay, we've got this in the making, here you go, what do you want us to do to make that better? And get the feedback from the actual people. I think think here's the thing, like, if... If you release a game on whether it's open beta, as in like um, you know you're not you're not paying for it, or or whatever, or game preview where you're getting what is more or less a finished product, mm. and paying to get it earlier but expecting bugs and stuff like that, and, yeah, and feedback right. and, and whatever. <laughs> but uh, but if you're in those scenarios, then realistically, you need to. You need to be like listened to. I think is is the key thing. Yeah. And as well, you need to not get shit on. Like if you, you need buy to a be game, known, you this is what I mean. Is like it's hard to legislate. But if a game is in game preview and you've paid for it, then that game should not change substantially between that and launch. No. In my opinion, it should that's not. the whole. That's the whole point of it. A game, if it's in game preview should be on the brink of like being able to go gold. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And anything in game preview should not be classed as a finished game, ready for awards and things like that. Because it is not finished. It is previewing. So what you're saying is anything be. Fortnite's ever won should be stripped from it because it's still in, <laughs> yeah, in, in, in preview. Exactly. Until it is released and in a shop as a fully released disc copy of a game, it is not a game. It is but you a can buy it in the shop though. project. Yeah, I know. This is why this is why the this is why the tag is bullshit. Yeah. This is why the the description is bullshit. I would I would say that developers are releasing something that is three or four patches or updates behind what they're currently at and they are just chucking one on at a time, but they've got the finished game. They're not actually pre they're not giving you a preview. They're just saying, "Oh, we'll give you this now. Just say, oh, remember... look, it's here now.'" So, and then they're adding what they've already made, and they're not listening to you, such so, as Battle Royale, Fortnite. Here's on that topic. Here's something that um, kind of related, kind of not, but you've reminded me of it. Is when the fuck did demos stop being demos? Right? As much as right, as much as Tony Hawk's is probably an amazing game from what I've seen and what I've heard, and for the price it is and what you get, I'm sure it, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's going to be a good value for money. I absolutely resent having to pre-order that game to try the demo. Yeah, why the fuck? The whole point I... of the demo is to sell you on the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I shouldn't have to fucking buy the thing to be able to to try it. In, in my opinion, to... and. I don't. I don't sign. I don't agree to. I don't subscribe to all this. Oh yeah, but then you just cancel your pre-order and get a refund. Shouldn't have to, mate. I shouldn't no, have yeah. to. Yeah. I'm not. I don't care that I can. I shouldn't have to. So the, a demo should be a fucking demo. To, to <laughs> End find of. That, that game I was talking about, the Dwarven Miners, is called Deep Rock Galactic, by the way. Which oh yeah, yeah I've seen that's that. That's been I've on preview that. for a long time now. It's still on the game preview section of the store, which shouldn't mm. exist, but. We'll get onto that later. I'm guessing there is a game demos thing. You can still get game demos. But oh no, no, I know, I know you game... still do. I'm just talking about the paid ones, the ones where they don't let you have it until Unless, you've yeah. pre-ordered. The, the reason I'm bringing it up, Deep Rock Galactic has a demo on there as well, so you can mm. demo it. And if you want to game preview it, you then can. 
I mean, at least so the you light, can yeah. see if you're interested in it before you even and preview before it. Before you even think about it, because if you don't yeah. want to put any input in, then you, you don't well, have yeah. to. And you can choose see, whether or not you want to. And and here's the thing: that's why a game preview that you're paying for needs to be something different to exactly. beta testing, yes. because because ultimately people are going to go, "I'll I'll jump on this early to get it cheap." Yeah. Yes. And if exactly. it if it if it ends up being shit or I don't like it in six months, it doesn't matter so much because I only paid, uh, you know, twenty percent of what you it's can essentially worth. get three AAA titles for the price of one by if you do it through early access. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. It's just it just shouldn't happen. Like, like I I just don't agree with you. Have you have to pre-order to get the demo or the beta? That's yeah, not what right. demos have ever been about until the recent era. Demos yeah. have always been about, here is our amazing game, here's one level of it, try it, and yeah. then, you know, pay to get the rest. And leave basically. it on a cliffhanger yeah. and get people being like, what the fuck yeah. happens next? Fuck, well, we are yeah. going to have to buy Can, the game. Yeah, we're going to buy the game yeah. to play it. Can you remember there's been demos for Halo, Combat Evolved, originally. FIFA's, FIFA's, <laughs> Spyro... <laughs> You know all the great demos that you can actually remember playing, yeah. Because it then sold the you on the game. The I remember discs. playing demos. I remember playing demos more than the actual games, and not yeah. even buying the games. The, ma- the magazines that came <laughs> with the discs, yeah. And exactly, literally had like though. twenty that's demos. That doesn't exist anymore. You wouldn't that play the game anymore. fully. You knew that already because yeah. you'd played. Demo. Well, maybe, yeah. But like that, or it was just that I like that level enough that I'm happy to just keep just playing right, it on repeat forever. How hard did we try and look for the game down? Oh, down was such down. a good down. game on down. demo. I don't know where that game is, but you can Google and it for days, and you will not find what about, it. About anyone who knows, I'll about find it. it yeah, I'll what find about it, yeah. Find you would have never known about Legend of the Dragoon. No, of your but that is exactly the best game. We wouldn't know about Tombe. Yeah. We found Tomby from a demo disc. Yeah. yeah, like classic games came on demos as a bundle. You you got a bundle Abe. of demos. Yeah, yeah. Abe's Odyssey was from a demo disc. Yeah, yeah. And that literally introduced you to games you wouldn't usually be introduced but to correct. through playing on a disc. He is why I wanted to bring up demos in first place. We're going off mm. on them now. That's a tiny bit of a game. Very tiny yeah, yeah, yeah. game. Gives Your you game doesn't have to be finished or perfect yet to release that level or that Correct. part of the game. But that just bit that one level does just needs beta testing internally. Yes, chuck chucking out there and saying, "Would you want to pay to in... Kickstart or whatever else and go for funding that way?" If Do you you're know a what developer? Do you know rather what? Rather than right? trying to game preview, I'll tell you where the demos died. Is the age Digital. of the internet and YouTube. Yeah. So True. people people, developers, would rather put out a gameplay video saying here's Tim and he's playing the game and look he's just gone over here and They're done this so boring, and, and so scripted and walked through yeah. because yeah. they don't want people to demo it and find bugs. That's that's where the age of the demos died. Yeah. Is gameplay I... trailers. It's so badly scripted as well. It's like, it's like oh, yeah, when, 100%. when they've got to go like 100%. speak to it. It's like, oh, what do I do now? Oh, let's go talk to this guy my, and see what he wants to say. My favourites like, oh are the God. ones where they stood on stage at a show like E3, oh, doing this, 
yeah. and they're just going, yeah, so I'm just going to go over here now, and I'm going to do this. And like, yeah. are they fucking bollocks playing that? They've just got a controller, and they're just Somebody going like... Somebody sat on the stage with a little screen just playing it for them. Or, or it's just, or it's just a fucking video. Yeah. It's just a video. <laughs> like, it's a joke. Just went way, that, way that's deep where demo in that, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they, they, they have had people playing games... But the only ones that I believe on stages and things like that are the ones where this dude's over here, he's playing it, we're just going to see what he does, but you watch him play it and the other person talks I mean, about it. Or where something goes wrong and yes. you're like, oh, let's do this, and then it goes wrong. It's like, oh, yep, that's definitely a real game because it's still a bit <laughs> yeah, buggy. Exactly. Like, I'd, I'd rather, do you know what? I'd, as daft as it sounds, I think I'd rather see that happen yeah. than somebody who's clearly not actually playing the game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I know, I know the big corporation wouldn't, and they'd probably get memed to shit on the internet in this day and age. Listen, but I, I personally would rather see that. So, if uh, we to... I'm... Oh, go on. Go on. No, go on. Say what you're going to say because uh, I want to move on to messages after. Oh, you well, that that fits quite well because I was literally going to say. So, if we were to summarize what we've just said, how would we summarize it? So, yeah, let's let's summarize our point, okay. and then we'll go through some messages. So. In in my opinion, what we've what we've established and summarised is, game preview or early access is not necessarily a bad thing. However, it it's needs to be done. done at a stage where the game is practically ready for release. Yes, they they can't be any considerable changes between that point and release. If a game is on game preview for twelve months, it's bullshit. Yes, it should. I mean, do you know what? Do you know what you should do? Here, here's the thing: is It'll it'll probably never happen, but the people putting the games out there, um, like you know Microsoft putting it on the Xbox Store, PlayStation, Steam, everybody else like that. What they need to do is basically say, oh, "What's that? You want to release your game for game preview? Okay, six months. Yeah, then yes. it goes full price, or yes. it gets taken off." That's what I was thinking. And 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 but it's, it's, that's on the that's on the sales points to. Um, that's one of the sales points to like do it themselves, but I don't think they ever would because they wouldn't want to risk losing the game. I don't well, know. It's it's thing don't they've know. got the exclusivity for six months, and if they don't have it ready, they pull their funding. They save their money by not funding the game or whatever. I don't. Yeah, but they wouldn't necessarily be funding the game. I'm just saying, like, because you can launch a game preview anywhere you want. True. So. But it would be interesting if the sales points took some kind of control on limiting how long they are. So I think that's the, that's the thing that we're establishing is that there's a certain point before that that it should never be considered game preview and you should never be asked to put your own money in it unless yeah. it is some kind of Kickstarter program where you've you've you chosen to any do Kickstarter it. is a risk process essentially yes. of if you put money into that Kickstarter you're you're funding nothing. There is nothing there. That's the whole point of Kickstarter and and similar systems that other fundraisers are available. Um, <laughs> but that's the whole point of them. So if it's on that system, you know your own risk at that point. Yeah. But if it's a game preview, it should be within six months of completion, I would say. Yeah. And it shouldn't be changing considerably between that and release. So that yeah. that's that's what we are. That's where we're at. Yeah. So let's see what the people say. Uh, messages. Nick Earl said, "I didn't mind when." It was paid early access or beta to PUBG because I got it cheap um, and it was damn fun with mates. But mind you, I wouldn't go paying a massive amount for it now um, because it still runs like crap and I'm shit at it. it. Does. <laughs> that's that's, 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 that's where that game's not changed. Yeah. They've not updated yeah. 
how the game runs at all. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. look any better since it came I mean, out. I don't know what it's like on PC these days. I've, well, I have got it on PC, true. but I don't play it on PC. True. Uh, I imagine the same as Xbox. You don't Probably. see many people asking you to play well, it's it. Not, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, not. it's full of yeah. bots as well. Like it's, it's fucking dead because yeah. they left the game it out is to dead. dry. Yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't update it nope. at all, did they? They didn't update it enough. They, they put they a put, couple, they, couple they, of new they started maps. Out all, they started all, out all right with a couple of extra maps, but then what have they done since then? They put a Fuck team deathmatch mode in it, and it's like, what are you trying to be? You're not You're not this game. Uh, it doesn't like, work, does it? Like, I, I understand... The lo- but but see here's the thing like PUBG in early access for Xbox worked yeah. in in yeah, the right, sense that right, yeah. it it came out December time or whatever it was mm-hmm. then it eventually went full release not long after and the whole aim of that was for people to test it stress test it report back bugs to get it on par with the PC because regardless of what's happened to it content. since has it has it been underdeveloped since that's not necessarily the point the whole point was. PUBG was more or less ready to go. They just needed to gradually bring it up to speed with the PC version. Yeah, done. And there was a, there was an end target yeah. with that. So that to me, as much as the game might not be that good now or have been developed since, that's not necessarily the problem. The preview part of that worked. Yeah. Um, Dummy two thousand eight Paul Carter of the Paul Posse. Hi Paul. Hi, Paul. Says. Um, uh, I think they can be good in the help of developing games for smaller companies yeah. uh, so that they can put more funding into the game whilst developing. just feel it's a little shit to do for games made by bigger studios mm-hmm. uh, as they should already have the funds to support the game. Early Access helps release a good game as long as they don't turn around and buttfuck you. And then he did, all that. <laughs> he did basically highlight the Fortnite problem. Yeah. Yeah. Which I agree with but, completely. I, th- I think we've covered everything that he said there already. Yeah, but. literally the the categories that Josh was on about for funding. Um, yeah. We have a few. Completely just release a different yeah. game. And yeah. bigger companies trying to put games out for early access. It's, well, it's shit. essentially like the Fortnite example is, oh, we've got all these people that have already bought this game. Yeah. Let's, let's use that funding to capitalise on the Battle Royale Um the battle royale that is sweeping the the world as a trend. Yeah. That's what that was, and that's why it fucks me off so much. Because everyone like me that bought that game, they, I remember them showing it off at like a, an E three or something, and it was literally about oh, build a fort, defend yourself from zombies. Yeah. It was like it was like COD zombies meets Minecraft. That was the yeah. whole. That was why people like me bought into it. It was like oh shit, there's two games I've enjoyed over the years. Now the one thing you have to go gather stuff to build a base to defend yourself from waves upon waves of zombies. That mm-hmm. sounds mint. Where the yeah. fuck does that factor into the game currently? Does it balls? <laughs> anyway, getting sidetracked again. Deja and Tender Will, now Wolf Will Hodkin. Just Will. I will. Say. Whoa. I will. <laughs> I will. Come on, Joshua. Get I will. it right. Sorry, I'm, I'm distracted. <laughs> um, Will says, I think they're okay as long as they offer bonuses such as free digital items on release or maybe even something physical sent to you. Uh, I also think it's important that they have easy to find and user friendly ways to give feedback on the game in early access. And I'd actually like companies to listen to that feedback. Yes. So again, we've, we've kind of covered get... that. The, phys- the physical point's an interesting one. I remember crowdfunding a game called Battlefront. No, Battlefront. <laughs> um, <laughs> What's it called? I can't remember what it's fucking called now. Um, it was the World War Two. It was a World War Two shooter, what it's called, and it though. got absolutely shit on by yeah. 
the fact that both Battlefield and COD decided to go retro. Was it not, was it not something Island? Absolutely. No, no, no. It was Battle. Hang on, I'm going to open my Steam and check. Battle. Steam requires an update. Get ready for this. For some reason, I've got an island in my head. Thomas gets cut off in three, two. One. I, I, it might, it might have been Battlefront. It was, it's something to do with Battle, and it was like 1941. It had the year in it. I remember it having the year in it. Um, which is probably why I'm thinking like Battlefront, Battlefield, because I'm thinking Battlefield 1940, whatever it is. Nineteen. I just want to check what this is down. See, I, do you know what? I crowdfunded this and. I'm pretty sure that they slowed me some dog tags with my my gamer tag on them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one sec. <clears throat> it is called Battalion. Battalion. Battalion 1944. Yeah. yeah. And it's an alright game from what I can see, but it got absolutely shat on by the fact that both COD and Battlefield decided to go retro and back to, well, World War One in Battlefield's case and World War Two in um, COD's case, and it killed that game dead. I think people still play it. Those that got, cause I've got it on Steam as an early access. I, I got it, but that was different because that was a Kickstarter program, so I knew the risk going into that. So I've never really bothered chasing that, and that yeah. that's different. And it was about it, Kickstarter as an investment, right? That's the difference. Is I invested in a company to go make a game that I thought the market would want to see, mm-hmm. and what happened is. The big corporations saw that idea and just chat on it, yeah. <laughs> and it's like I'm trying to think of another good example, but like if somebody starts a small business doing something really, really Is that battle royale, and well, I guess yeah, like battle royales didn't even start with PUBG; it was um, Daisy. Daisy and stuff like that. Yeah. And you know, other companies were like, "Oh, that, that's an interesting idea. Let's get on it." Then, boom, your epic of this world goes. This is fucking. Like, this is where the money's at off. now. Yeah, let's do it, and that—that's what happened. That's what happened to that game, unfortunately. But I don't—I don't have a resentment over that one because that it was like me buying stocks and then a company going bust or something or a buyout yeah. happening. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's, so there was a risk it's, a diff, it's a different element. It's a different element yeah. when you're doing that. Um, but with your game preview, there shouldn't be the risk of the correct. game changing that much. You are buying a correct. product. You're buying an end product. Whether it's I mean, it's called a preview. It's called a yes. preview. Yeah. It means here's a here's a here's like a sneaky little a look. look. It, yeah, here's a little look yeah. at what the finished article yeah. will be. Here's a I demo. Mean, huh? <laughs> yeah, just yeah. call them demos. Just call them fucking demos. Um, okay, Gustiel had an oh, immense message. Let's see what this is. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through this as quick as I can. Um, I think a lot of it is if they listen to the users who participate. I feel like some of the early access paid betas are just a money grab for something they're already producing if they don't take criticism well. Long Dark, sorry, The Long Dark, even, I'll get it right, is a game I got in early access, and honestly, the way the devs handled any criticism was horrible. It was essentially, we have a vision if you don't like it, oh well. (laughs) And not only has it soured my opinion of a game I love to play, but I also feel like it made the game suffer from the enjoyment of playing uh, playing it, since yeah. uh, that was a lot. That was what a lot of the criticism was centered around. I think if they had listened to the players, it would have been an even better game than what we had. See, I've never played Long Dark. It was weirdly it was on my wish list on Steam though for a while. Um, on the other side, she says I got Risk of Rain two in early access for a year. 
um, or maybe even more before that actually came out. The devs actually listened to the people and gave them the ability to vote on what they wanted to see in the game, similar to what I talked about earlier with the Save Thieves forum, I guess, in a way. Um, They have a Discord where people talk about it openly with the devs and have an amazing channel of feedback between the players and the devs. I enjoyed the game when I first got it, and I still love it now. Uh, I think a lot of this is all based on the receptive abilities uh, of the devs and if they're just doing it for a fast cash grab for an unfinished product or actually looking to interact with their early access and beta players. I also think they shouldn't put it out there until the game itself is already playable as is. We kind of covered that. Um, Even if they plan on adding more to it, there should be a good and structured base that provides the enjoyment of the full game before they put it out. That way they can tailor the experience to the audience their game reaches to. Uh, I think I've noticed a lot of early access games don't do that, and those are normally the ones that just want quick cash. While that um, while that can help from the project, I don't think I don't have a problem with that aspect. A lot of the time, they're the ones that also have poor attitudes towards criticism, and that's not okay. Yes. And just to add on the end of that, they're also the ones that generally fail after full release. They're also the ones that generally already know what they're doing with it and aren't there to listen to you. They're there for the money. They've got Correct. the patches. They've yeah. got them ready. And some people are going to suggest it, but they've already made it. And some people are going to say this is bad, but they've already improved on it or taken it out in next patch. Yeah, you know their, um, their their plan is solid and they're not changing it. It's written in stone. Yeah, and 100%. they are not they are not letting you have an influence. They are just taking your money, yeah, but they yeah. make it seem like you're having yeah. an influence by. And that's the bullshit side. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Fortnite. Yeah. Um, Taliana Tricks said, uh, "Honestly, I don't really get too hyped up about early access games anymore. I received a few for free, but the experience has never been worth it. The feedback." might be listened to, but they will take a while to fix it or do nothing about it at all, which is understandable to an extent. Um, But because there isn't an instant gratification in the changes, I tend to prefer to stick to fully developed games. Uh, Even ones that have updates and changes, there will always be issues in a game. Uh, But I'd rather not deal with a a fully new experience simply because it's not as easy to slip into. Uh, and I don't like taking my time <laughs> um, <laughs> giving a, giving a fully detailed report on suggestions and issues, and then getting a one or two line response basically saying thanks, we'll look, but then they never follow it up. Uh, and yes, there's plenty of innuendo be... in that comment, James. <laughs> I know that it'd be a very difficult thing for them to respond to all the feedback they get, but if you give good feedback, and I, mean, I imagine this happened with Sea of Thieves because people who it gave did. good feedback were put in the game in ways you're well, in it. I mean, There's other people I mean, that are in it yeah, for their yeah. contributions. Pe- people got like Easter eggs and stuff for the valued yeah. contribution and all that kind of stuff. And but as well, sponsors in the forums. I mean, I, so I went and I, like as you two obviously know, regular listeners that have listened for a long time know, newer people might not know, but I was lucky enough to go to Rare twice as part of what I was doing with the beta testing, been in it for so long, and the the thing is, like pretty much everybody I spoke to at Rare from a development point of view, whether it was way up top like Joni, who was the, the the game's director, all the way down to like literal devs who were programming, everyone that I met or spoke to in real life at Rare was also active in some way, shape, or form in the forum at some point, and you would you would see comments being made um you would see comments being made like in the forum 
and then devs or um, game designers or sound engineers or whoever was actually relevant to that thing were there answering questions and yeah. taking part in that discussion. Yeah. And sometimes it was to bat something away and say, we really understand what you're saying, but here is why that just isn't possible. Like, I can't I can't think of a good example, but there were occasions where it was like, oh, it'd be amazing if we could do this. And they were like, the answer was, as much as we'd love to do that at this time, that just isn't possible. Yeah. But it is on the roadmap for, like, 2020 or... or do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, they'd say, I mean, we will get there eventually, but it's just too far down the road right now. We're, we're in a world where they mm. could very easily... They've got, they've got a lot of feedback. They're working on it. They could very easily, before releasing a patch to game previewers or beta testers or whatever chuck it on Twitch get some of their devs playing it well, on that, Twitch yeah, but that's, that's, that's what, what they used did. to do I know. that's what they did <laughs> but why don't why don't anyone else publicly announce what they're doing on Twitch and then say you'll all get to play this in the next few days when it I mean, updates and thank you to XXX and X you all provided these feedbacks and put me credits of it or something well sure yeah and like they, they, did, made... they did the questionnaires they yeah. did, uh, the question answer um they did the question answer sessions. If you remember, they did the roundtables, yes. um, where yes, uh, there was there was always John. John always hosted them pretty much. Emma was there a lot. Who's sadly not rare anymore. She went to work on Age of Empires in America. Um, so there was John who used to head it. He's like the social guy, generally speaking. Like he runs YouTube and all the social media stuff, um, or at least that side, that angle of it. Emma was community manager, so she like managed the forums, the moderators, and the forums and the social me- the the actual social media accounts and those teams, yeah. and those two were very very much on it a lot because they were the uh, majority of the time they were the people you'd interact with, but then they'd have Journey on, they'd have um, they'd have Mike, I've forgotten Mike's surname now, but they'd, they'd have Mike on who was like one of the, the the heads of development and stuff like that. They'd have those people on to answer those questions, yeah. and they'd take them from the forum and they'd be like. Here's, here's, a, here's a topic that got a lot of upvotes this week in the forum. People were talking about this. Like, oh, here's a story from what happened. Like, yeah. it, was, it was very open. It was a and documentary. It, it, was, it was really, really good up until that last step. The, 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 yeah. Honestly, with that one change, that could have been a completely different experience. It was amazing for us, <laughs> but like, it needed that one middle step. But look how big it is now. It's still a yeah. massive game, Sea of Thieves. It, you still see people streaming it all the time version of development yeah which which shows the path the game took and the people I mean, who made it and contributed through the testing did i'll put this out there microsoft at the moment are one of the very very few companies you will see that from yeah i i can i can tell you now for a fact that you'll i don't think you'll ever see that from sony i think the closest thing i've ever seen from sony on that is the the making of God of War thing that they did, but that was released like way after the game as a video. Like, yeah. And then you, I don't, I games, don't think you'll see much like what happened with Sea of Thieves outside of Microsoft. Do like a, a few hours before the release of a game, they'll stream yeah. someone playing it and basically give away copies of it or whatever on yeah. that stream to advertise their own game, a finished product, which is great, but. It's not one that's been tested. Like I watched the Dragon Ball Z one for Kakarot before that came out earlier this year, and I, I watched it, and I then went to go buy it afterwards because I got to see yeah. someone playing it. From, Have you edited the, the wiki page though? Process. <laughs> 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 Probably don't like me for that. 
Is Vegeta an enemy in the it's, game? <laughs> I, I, I think Trix makes a point as well. Just uh, This is what I was kind of saying with the Microsoft angle. is She's saying companies aren't willing to take that kind of risk to show those vulnerabilities. And to be honest, not many are. No. The, the, re, the reason... Over the years, Rare have been very... And it sounds like I'm really fucking sticking up for them, but I think there's a lot of what they do that they do very, very, very well, which is why I'm sticking up for them yeah. and using them as a good example. And I think that they've always been quite a, a fan-interacting type yeah. of um, environment. They've always appreciated what their fans do and what their fans have brought for them as a developer. So it made sense that... Microsoft and Rare, when they worked together on Sea of Thieves, did what they did. Yeah. Um, whether whether we'd see it again for something, and like it's it's a double edged sword because it ruins the suspense of a, a really cool super secret game. Like, I mean, we ultimately knew about Fable. We kind of knew it was coming, but something like what has happened with Sea of Thieves wouldn't work for Fable because it'd ruin the suspense of the game. Yeah, and I think. There's certain games that do need private beta tests and closed a, a NDA game that agreements lacks and stuff. A story of sort like Sea of Thieves. Yeah. it's got the the internal. You are making your story. Yeah, you've got a monologue internally or whatever. But, but... it's not. It's not a oh, spoilers story. Yeah, like you can tell me that you can go do this on Sea of Thieves. Well, That's I mean, cool. I'm I'm pretty sure there's no problem with me saying what I'm I'm gonna say. And like one of the things that I beta tested a lot was Gears of War. Of Five. Yeah. That was one of the ones I was paid to test, but it was all multiplayer. It was never campaign. It was always multiplayer. Always. Very rare did I ever get paid to test anything, even outside of Gears of Five, that wasn't a multiplayer yeah. environment. And it was about that interaction between other people and and a latency issues and b just like general interaction because yeah. the story mode is quite rigid. You know, it's, it's easy for them to control. Yeah, exactly. It's mainly the. Um... The, the transitioning that's an issue and the environment it's not normally the storytelling that needs testing it's the, yeah. the environment but you can't test the environment without ruining the story so they just won't put Correct. it out there and Chris has just made another point of like turn 10 being good for stuff saying um, they send him surveys for Forza a lot in terms of like stuff that yeah, they do. Yeah. As work stuff that hasn't and so on which is always good anyway I think we should wrap that up there um because we've gone quite a long time, but we've got the point, we've got the consensus. The consensus is, game previews are not a bad thing, they just need to be handled differently, and we expect different things from them. No one will ever listen to us, so this hour and a half of your life was pointless. However, the point has been made. <laughs> and I think we are all in some form of agreement, no matter who's commented. We all sort yeah, of I think, agree. Yeah, I think this is the thing, the general consensus of not just us coming together from what we've said, but also what's been said in chat and the questions that we had in advance or the comments we had in, in, in advance. Generally speaking, the consensus is it needs to be past a certain point and it needs to not change drastically after that yes. as well. And that's the, it needs to be a specific window of time that that game is in. Yeah. So, there. Um, if you have an altering opinion <laughs> and would like to tell us how wrong we are, you can do so online, uh, social medias and stuff. We are that underscore king underscore thing on Twitter. Twitter. It's that king thing. Uh, Facebook.com slash that king thing. Facebook. And you can head to that king thing dot com where there's links to Discord and any other medium you want to contact us. That king thing dot com and any other medium you want to contact us on. 
Median? Uh, it's not maths, James. <laughs> <laughs> I got through it. This isn't maths. Um, if you have an idea for a topic of one of these discussions you would like to see us go through... Uh, because you have a charged opinion on it or you just want to see us argue about it. If you have an idea for a topic, then feel free to suggest. Animal porn. Well, that's got nothing to do with gaming, you fucking moron. On games. I'm just muting you. I'm just muting you. (laughs) Zoo Tycoon does lack a lot of... Zoo Tycoon lacks that animal instinct of them fucking each other. Well Minecraft done on degrading started. this podcast. How did Minecraft start it? Because you fed an animal the food it wanted and it fucked another animal. Well, no, it got love arts and then a baby one popped out. Yes, they it, was like, it was like woohooing on the fucking Sims. So if anything, the Sims, Sims started, started it. Yeah. The Sims, Sims started, started it. <laughs> anyway, that is it for this week. So thank you to everyone who's joined us live in chat. Thanks to everyone who listens. And uh, we'll thank be back next week for a, a regular episode. Oh, yeah. Well. Yeah, and thank, thank you. Yeah, thanks for everyone that sends stuff in. It's always good. Some good shit. We will find a way to naturally work them in better, I think. But yeah, um, yeah. As time goes on, we will improve. Four things. years on, and we're still learning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is two week. Well, two episodes old. This format, to be fair, James. No, no, but so but we're st- we're still improving. We're, we're oh, still right, in okay. game preview. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is still in preview mode. <laughs> anyway, that is it. So say goodbye, brothers. Goodbye, Bye, brothers. brothers.